Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week's episode will be all about live selling. So we have some updated thoughts and just some things we are trying out or hoping to try out in the next, you know, shows that we run. So we want to give some updates. Yes, you know, we were hitting the live shows hard in the fall. Um, We've learned a thing or two, and then we want to also talk about what our plans for live selling are going forward. Yes, but before we get into all of that, what is going on this week? Yes, so last week we talked about our business plans. I've been really trying to stick to mine, which is involving having the live shows and also involving going to Last Chance once a week. So lately I've been going on Fridays for their 80% off sale. Last Chance um, is like the Nordstrom outlet store. If this is your first episode you're listening to, there's one in Phoenix where I am randomly. So it's like such a good deal to have here. Um, Basically all like the different overstock from Nordstrom or any returns end up there. And it's kind of like Goodwill where like a certain color tag can be on sale every week. They do that at last chance too. So like this last time I went yellow tags during the week, they'll be 50% off. And then on Fridays, so the yellow tag is 80% off to clear it all out. So I've been liking going on those Fridays. Such a good deal. It's like unreal. I got like this last Friday, for example, I bought, I think 14 things for $117. Wow. That's like cheaper than my Goodwill hauls, honestly. 14 divided by 117. Let's get the numbers. We're crunching them for you. Yeah, $8.30 per item, which is pretty good. And like some are less. It's like some are only like $4 an item. Some are like $12 an item. It just depends. But I've been able to find like Reformation dresses, like the brand Sync Accept, which is a really nice high-end brand. Um, And then what I've been really focusing on when I go there is like the shoes, which it is so intimidating in the shoe department. It is a huge mess. Like every shelf is just like piled. And yeah, I almost just like let my eyes go into soft focus, like blurring out and just looking for those yellow tags or whatever the color of the week is to try to find them. And yeah, I've just been focusing on just like bread and butter Nordstrom brands, even just like Sam Edelman, um, even like Steve Madden, because it's like, if I can get those for $4, a lot of times they're in like new without box condition and I'm yeah. able to sell them for like $50 or more. So that's been really exciting. So I've been loving Last Chance, but the one downside about Last Chance is they ha- like do not have enough carts for how busy it is there every time. If you're not there right away in the morning, then all the carts will be gone by like five minutes after they open. And then you have to join like a line. And then as people check out, you can like wait in line for a cart. And especially when I'm shopping in the shoe department, it's like, you kind of need a cart. Like I can only carry so many shoes, Mm, you know? Yeah. That's awkward to carry like boots. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, loose shoes that like they're not even in a box. Exactly. Nicely. <laughs> and it's like it, it's like the carrying it would be heavy, and then the second part is like. I kind of need both hands available to be digging through these piles of shoes. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. So getting a cart is a necessity. So normally if I get there, I usually will wait in the line for a cart. It's not super long, but um, not everyone that's shopping and checking out even has a cart. So you have to like not only wait for the people to check out, but the people who have carts to check out. So it could be a different amount of time every time for how long you're waiting for that. Harold. Sorry. <laughs> so I normally go with a friend and we end up sharing a cart, which is nice because then only one of us has to get a cart. And to be honest, she's been getting there earlier than me lately. So that's been kind of nice for me. <laughs> but um, this last time I had the idea that I should bring my Hulkin bag with me to last chance and that I can use that as my own personal cart. And that was honestly genius not to pat myself on the back too much but it was so nice just waltzed right on in and yeah it has wheels on it it's huge I was filling it up to the brim the only thing that was a little hard about it was checking comps like since it is like uh like it has a base with the wheels but I pretty much had to pull like everything out of it and like set it on the ground in order to check comps so that was like not ideal especially because it's so busy and I was like in everyone's way it was honestly a little bit rude of me to be doing that but I had to do what I had to do and but then it was good again because once I did check out the other bad news about last chance normally is that then you have to give your cart back and some of these times like I've had a full cart of stuff that I'm buying and last chance if you don't know in Arizona like the location is like in a basement so you have to like go down these stairs down into it and then usually like the parking lot it's in a really popular like strip mall area that's hard to find a parking spot so I'm always in like the last row of the parking lot and then I'm just carrying these heavy big last chance bags like across the parking lot so with the Hulkin bag, after I checked out, I was able to just load everything back in and just wheel it out to my car. So honestly, it was amazing. And also know it was amazing because probably like five different people stopped me at different points during the time while I was there and were like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen a bag like that. That's so cool. I was doing so much free promo for Hulkin. Like honestly, they should sponsor us because I was like on the ground level, just like recommending it telling people where to get it, telling people how to spell Hulkin. Like, it was funny. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was new. I got everything listed from Friday. I got it all listed on Friday. So that was another – I was just feeling so productive. I was feeling like you, Maddie, honestly, because I feel like you're always the queen of doing a Do it all ball. in one day. Yeah. <laughs> Where, you know, I'm full-time, so, like, sometimes I will, like, go shopping and then, like, kind of list it throughout the next week. But I was like, this stuff is too good to sit over the weekend. And I had a really good weekend of sales. So I feel like it was worth it to get some of it listed. Some of it already sold. So that was exciting. That's always a good sign that it's a good haul that you like want to list it right away. You yes. Know? Yeah. You're like, I, think with... I can't wait another moment. <laughs> that is so, so true. Because it's like sometimes when you're trying to force it and you get the random inventory, then when you get home, if you're not even excited to list it, that, is, that does say a lot where you're like, yeah probably could have left it behind <laughs> but this I was like literally like on Friday I ended up going to meet up with some friends and I had taken the photos before I left and when I got back 
at like 10 or 11 at night, I was like in bed and I'm like, I got to get this stuff listed. (laughs) (laughs) Nailing it. Yes. So I was excited. That was really fun. And then the other big focus that I've been doing the last couple of weeks is working on cross-listing again. I re-subscribed to Vendu to help me with this. I still like some cross-listing services. Like it, it is nice because it's definitely faster than doing it manually, but it's like not as fast as you would think sometimes. Like you still have to fill in so much of the form. Yeah. Yourself. But I was talking to my friend Lily about this and she said that it actually is convenient to use a cross-listing platform if you are like originally listing it like from Vendu and then like putting it onto Poshmark and all the other platforms like through Vendu mm. first because then you fill out Vendu's form where the way I do it is I had just downloaded Vendu so I just imported stuff from my Poshmark closet but since then it's using the Poshmark form that's why it like doesn't account for like some of the Mercari or Depop forms yeah so I'm thinking maybe this next week since it's starting a new month and I I pretty much caught up with the cross-listing I wanted to do of like you know older inventory I've been having in my Poshmark closet for a while that I wanted to get cross-listed over so maybe this week I'll try to actually like list from there as like my listings um to see if that saves time. Because that makes sense. Because it's like I spent the time originally listing it on Poshmark now. So then when I have to like import it into Vendu and then like list from there. And then I have to fill out the forms again. I'm always like, what the heck? Like this is not faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that's right. So I might try that this week. But either either way, I've been making some Mercari sales, which has been very fun. Um, and then I have like a free two-week trial of this Ven- not Vendu. Sorry, this depop sharing tool basically that helps refresh your listings so and i made i did make a depop sale this last week which i Ooh. i think i've only made i was looking at my depop yeah this is embarrassing i can't believe i'm gonna say this but i've only made seven depop sales ever yeah yeah so it's hard over there it's hard over there <laughs> well especially if you don't ever open the app yeah <laughs> like exactly we do. <laughs> exactly so with vendu it's you have a certain number of items you can cross list per month, right? Is that why you were mentioning it's a new month? Yes. So Vendu works like a subscription where you buy like the amount of listings you want to list every month and they have all different tiers. So like for any closet size, you really, this is definitely not an ad for Vendu, by the way, I was just roasting them. So I feel it's obvious, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, there's all different tiers that you can have. So like any size closet, I feel like you could find a plan that would work for you. I have the one that's like 125 listings per month I can use. So last month was the first month that I had it back. So I like basically just like loaded my best 125 items from Poshmark like into Vendu and listed that way. But this month, I think I'm going to try since I'm doing those weekly last chance hauls, like listing my last chance stuff through Vendu. Yeah. And see if that saves me any time. Love it. But yeah, it just refreshed on the 14th here. So we're recording on the 16th. I have a whole new <laughs> roster of listings. I'm just burning a <laughs> the hole month in my pocket. Is wide open. <laughs> so anything could happen this month on Vendu. <laughs> awesome. What's new with you this week? Not too much. So speaking of like all these tools and stuff, I re-downloaded Posher VA, which 
I am definitely like getting back to basics, Poshmark 101. That is where I'm at with my closet right now. It has been super slow. I have not prioritized it at all. And the sales are show like the sales results are showing. That. <laughs> it's like those basic tips really work. Yeah. So my plan is to just completely do the basics right now of like sharing your closet three times a day, sending out an offer to people that like your items like timely the same day and send them a message. And then making sure all my listings are up to date. So having relisting items that are over 60 days so I'm excited to see if that like makes a difference so yeah I'm excited to see kind of how that all if I see the results you know from doing these your closet's gonna be reinvigorated yes I've I've noticed even just in the last day that I've been getting way more likes again like yeah there's even activities going up that's cool I really was not getting any likes (laughs) and I was getting used to that (laughs) yeah you never want to get used to that (laughs) yeah I'm excited about that I don't really have like a listing goal besides just like relisting old items once they get past 60 days but another like goal I have for this week very inspired by this episode is to have a live show I've been I I kind of did the same thing where I was like into it in the fall and then kind of just got out of it. And it's just been hard to like pick back up. It just seems like a big task, even though I feel like once I do it, it'll not be as big of a deal as I'm making it in my head. So that is my goal to have a live show. I'm not sure if I'll do it like on a weeknight this week or over the next weekend, but I'm excited to do that, especially now that it's January. And I mean, obviously it's not like spring yet, but people are maybe shopping more towards like spring items. Mm. So I know I have some items in my closet that I like sourced since last spring that kind of are more spring items. So I, I feel like I have like some good items for the live shows, even without doing like a special sourcing trip for it. So I'm excited about that. And then my last update uh, is a follow-up of my secondhand gift that was not like I gave it to her in person. It was the Patagonia where I <laughs> oh yeah um, seam ripped the the logo off of the arm and didn't finish it in time didn't have a christmas miracle with it gave it to her took it back the other day i finally finished it and today i packaged it up and mailed it to her so the the chapter is closed on my secondhand gifts finally merry christmas chloe for the year chloe i'm sorry again (laughs) (laughs) wow i bet that felt amazing to get just get it done though Oh, it was, it's been on my to-do list forever. Just not checking off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, nice. Another exciting thing that happened this week is we got a couple of listener wins in that we wanted to share. So the first one we received is from Whitney. It says, so I'm a newish reseller. I've been doing it for about eight months. My son had a dentist appointment in a smallish town I rarely go to, and I had some time to kill afterwards. I thought, I'll just pop into the Goodwill and see what they've got. 
lo and behold, I came across a Sankasept denim dress. I was just talking about Sankasept. <gasps> I think my heart skipped a beat. I paid the $4.15 and I rush home and list it. A week later, it sold for $135. Best flip to date. Yes, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. That is like the best kind of sourcing too when you're just like in a different area than you normally are and you're like, oh, there's a thrift store. I might just go check it out. You know, that's like so fun. Yeah, like it's always when you least expect it. It's like what people say about finding love. It's like you're just killing time in a thrift store. That's when you're going to find Sankasept, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But wow, that's an amazing flip. Kudos to you. Awesome. Okay, so this next one was from Kate and it said, hey, girly girls. Haha, <laughs> I'm listening to the podcast and wanted to share that I set a goal to double sales compared to December, and I've already tripled in January. Thank you oh. for all your insight and tips to get my Poshmark on a roll. Yeah. Okay. So when we sent this one to each other, we were like, we want to find out how to do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I actually sales. That's amazing. Yeah. So we actually messaged her back and we're like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing. Like, what do you think was the biggest game changer to take your sales, you know, to triple? That's so good. And this kind of harps back to what you were just saying a little bit ago. She said the biggest thing is she started sharing her closet more. She was only doing once a day and now she's been doing like at least three, if not more. And yeah, oh my gosh, triple the sales, if, triple if the I have the same results next week, I'm going to be so excited. Woohoo! <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, we love getting the listener wins. So if anything exciting or you just want to brag a little about something that's happened in your reselling business, we always love reading those. They are so motivating to us and we know like other people like hearing them too. Definitely. Okay, so that brings us to the main event, which is live selling today. And first, we just wanted to give like a quick overview of our experience with live selling over the last few months and kind of how it's all changed even in that short amount of time where we started out on whatnot in the fall and having some live shows over there and then we got added to the beta testing for Poshmark in the fall as well and we were noticing some like bigger audiences on Poshmark without having to like overly advertise or anything and had a lot of success with shows on there. And then, then there was like a lot of shows going on. <laughs> it got very saturated. And then there started to be just like a lot of shows on Poshmark it seemed like a lot of people were trying it out, which is awesome, but there wasn't like the same demand <laughs> to meet all of those shows. So there was a lot of shows that just had like a few people in them. And then people started doing like silent auction shows where they didn't say a word <laughs> or show their face during the show. And now it's kind of like a mixed bag, I would say, of like some shows are able to draw a bigger crowd. Some people are doing the silent shows, but I feel like it's a little bit 
there's a little bit cooled less off a little shows going on even just in January here compared to the end of the year yes I feel like pretty much like everyone during the fall and winter when it was new on Poshmark like a lot of people that like I mean like everyone was just like trying it out trying their hand on it seeing what would work for them and I think a lot of people have decided to kind of just like not really do it as part of their business going long term yeah and some people really found that they liked doing the live shows and they do want to like incorporate it as part of their business um but like how it's going to work with like you know all the different competing shows that are now always going on <laughs> on Poshmark but yeah like it's it was such a whirlwind like I feel like whatnot came onto the scene at the end of the summer and it just like took the world by storm even Poshmark was like we need to get in on this and now I've even seen there's a third party one called Jamball I haven't tried that one but I've, I've been seeing mm. that one now on Instagram so crazy times with the live selling and we've both we both really do enjoy doing the live selling. And I think we have like a place for it of how we do want to incorporate it into both of our businesses. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, see what sticks. Definitely. So talking about live shows, when we first started doing the live shows, I think we both were using like, I mean, it is still a really good way to like, you know, source some newer stuff that is specifically for the live show, but also we were able to clear out some inventory we've been sitting on for a while in the live shows as well. And one thing we've learned with the live shows is what works for us best is that focusing on inventory in the live shows that we got at a very, very low cost of goods, or is just something that we've had for a long time is kind of stale inventory in our closet and kind of those same things that we would almost bring into like a Play-Dohs or Buffalo to like offload to get some type of cash flow back for it. Like some of those items would be what we would put in the live shows as well. Definitely. I feel like even in like the beginning of the fall, like the starting bids, people had them a little higher than they do now. Where mm -hmm. when I'm like scrolling through the shows on Poshmark, I see like a ton of shows that are advertising like five dollar starts and like really low starting bid prices yeah where like i don't know i remember in in some of my whatnot shows i was starting items at like like twenty dollars yeah more. exactly and i i'm not saying they necessarily sold or not but like, I think you do have to be very real with yourself with live shows of like making sure you're not just going all in to stay competitive with the cheapest price on in the live show market because it starts to get borderline like is this worth your time then if you're gonna you know because with Poshmark's fee if you sell something for like three dollars five dollars like you're only making like a dollar or two on it maybe if you sell for three dollars you're making nothing right and if you sell it for five dollars like you're I mean unless you got it for free like yeah it's, it's adding really... up very slow yeah 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 so that kind of takes into the second lesson that we have is for Poshmark what we've noticed too unless you're able to really market your shows and get a very large audience there where the items are getting bid up it seems like on Poshmark that like a lot of times when we run an item, if someone requests to see an item, it's selling for like 
the starting price that we asked to add it. So for me, I've been trying to have my shows kind of a combination of these two lessons, lesson one and lesson two. I'm only including stuff in my shows that I got for a super low cost of goods, mainly from the bins. If it's like stuff I'm now sourcing for my live shows going forward. So it's a low cost. And then I'm starting um, between like 10 and $15. And I think I'm even going to try to start shifting it up to like 15 to like $18 or something. Um, just because a lot of times they sell just like if I start it for $12, like it sells for $12 then. You know what I mean? Right. There's not a ton of bidding going back and forth. Yeah. And then if, if something does get bid up, great. But I'm not like, I think you can't. I feel like it's hard to have the mindset anymore of like, I'm going to start everything at $1 and it's going to get it bid up to like $25 or $30 or something. Yeah. Seems more rare. Seems like you're going to sell for $1. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely a gamble. And definitely like some people's strategy on like whatnot or even Poshmark is to have like $1 starts to try to draw a crowd and then hope for it to bid up. But that seems scary if you're just standing there just hoping it's going to get bit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In our experience, they're really not getting bit up. Like I think in my shows last week, um, I went live twice last week and like only two of the items I sold got bit up. And like one was like two people bit on it, like one bit 15, one bit 17. So it wasn't like crazy bit up either. Yeah. One feature that has been added to the live shows is the bundling. So that was a big deal when Poshmark added the bundling feature. So if you buy more than one item in a show, you'll just get like one shipping label for that and you can ship them out all together. They only pay the shipping fee once up to five pounds. So, so one thing I've noticed you've been doing in your shows and I definitely want to do in my show that I'll be doing this week is advertising that. Like when someone does make a bid or purchase like let them know like hey you'll get if you like anything else in my show tonight and buy it you'll get free shipping on any additional purchases you make during the show so totally that is something you definitely want to advertise it kind of seem like feels like you're giving like giving out a deal because you a are freebie yeah <laughs> that's so-, so true no like I think I have like two things I'm always like repeating over and over again during the live shows. And one of them is definitely like, Hey, like, thank you so much for your purchase. Just so you know, if you buy anything else tonight, like you'll get free shipping, like check out what else is left. Really try to make it a big deal to get those bundles going. Yes, definitely. And that's a good point. Like repeating yourself. Cause I feel like that is a little bit awkward when you're doing it like in the live show of just like kind of like you feel like you're saying the same thing over and over again of like oh everything in my show is numbered or yeah the bundling thing I say all the time (laughs) yeah but like you have to think about it from the people like viewing scrolling through yeah they might have just like popped in for a minute or if they if they have been sitting there for a long time like they're sitting there for a reason. Like they like your show, you know what I mean? So they're not like annoyed of you by saying the same thing. So that's just something to keep in mind. Like if you feel like there's like, you know, what am I going to say on this live show for an hour? It's like, you kind of say the same things over and over again to, yeah. to a different audience throughout the show. So it's not as like nerve wracking to think of 
things to say as you as it may seem true and another thing you could say let's say like nothing sold yet you can still promo that bundle feature by being like hey like i don't know if you've heard but like poshmark has the bundling now so if you buy multiple items you only have to pay shipping once you'll save a bunch of money on shipping um really anything to get yeah for sale because then it in my experience like once someone buys one thing most of them they do end up buying like two or three items like yeah i think in one of in my, in my shows the last couple of weeks, I've been selling like between like 10 and 15 items per show. And like, then when the show is done and I am like checking the sales, it's like, it's usually all like three or four people. Like it's, so don't be discouraged if there's not that many people at your show, because also you only need a few people to start bundling for it to be worth your time, honestly. Definitely. That's a good point. Okay. Another tip we've learned is trying to have a strategy for your live shows to get return people to come to your next live show. So there's a few different ways. Yeah, exactly. There's a few different ways that we've seen people do this. So we're kind of going to just go through all of them that we've seen, but also let us know if you have heard of other ways people are doing this. Cause I think if you're trying to have live shows as like a regular part of your resale business, you're going to want your like go-to girls that, you know, shop with you and come back to your shows so I was actually scrolling through some shows as like a spectator one night and I, I wish I remember who it was. Cause I was just like, literally, you know, how you can scroll through the shows now by like swiping up. It was just a random show I landed on. And this girl, like probably every like three or four items she ran, she would pin this listing that was basically just like a slide that said like, like this listing to be notified of future live shows. And she would pin that listing to her live show and then kind of give a little spiel being like, hey, like if you want to come to my next live show or want to know when my when I'm going live next, just be sure to like, like this listing that I have pinned. And that way um, you'll get notifications for the next time I'm live. So I tried that out too. It's, it's really smart because if you, you know, a lot of people have, I think when the live shows first came out, backing up, Poshmark kind of was overboard with the notifications. Like, I feel like all of us were getting notifications for like anytime anyone we followed on Poshmark was going live and people were over it, honestly. So there is like a feature, I think, within the app where you can like turn that off. So a lot of people have the live show notifications just turned off now. And this is kind of a good workaround where it's like, okay, if someone comes to your show and they're like vibing with you and like the stuff that you're selling, they probably do want to be notified of like your show. They just don't want to be notified about like everyone's show, you know? <laughs> so definitely. Yeah. So if you make a listing or I just started using my like meet the posture, meet the like, posture yeah. listing. Um, if you add that to your show, any, any listing in your show that has likes on it, when you go live, the people that have liked that item will be notified like, Hey, an item you liked is being featured in this live show. So by having like a listing that's for people to like basically like to pre-save or bookmark your shows. And then if you just add it to all of your shows, then they get pushed out that notification. There's been times where like I decided to do a pop-up show and I didn't even tell you, Maddie, that I was going live, but you like my <gasps> listing. So then sometimes Maddie will see that I'm live that way. So I know it works. It does. Yes. I always get notified when you're, when you're live. <laughs> Yeah. So shout out to that girl that I saw that. And I'm sure, I'm sure other people are doing it too, but I've been really liking that method. Definitely. Another Poshmark 
seller that I saw that was doing something cool to like get a return kind of customer base. We've talked about her before. We love her. Grateful Posher. She, she's been doing live shows probably like weekly. And during her live shows, she makes an announcement that's like, Hey, like, just so you know, I have like a private group chat on Instagram. And if you like want to come to my next shows, like just DM me and I'll add you. And that's been, that's like such a cool way too. Cause she, I think in her group chat, like she could, she even like, like we'll like show like sneak peeks of things that are going to be in the show. And it's a good way to get a little group going. So I thought that was really, really cool and was such a good idea. Love that. Yeah. Then one idea I had that I kind of want to try this week too. I haven't tried it yet. So let me know what you guys think. But um, now that I've been having like a few more live shows again, getting back into it, a lot of um, like the sales that I've made during the live shows the last couple of weeks have been delivered. And some people are like so sweet that they'll, they'll give you the five-star review and write a little comment being like, Oh, like loved your show. We'll definitely come back again. Da, 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 da. So I've like gotten a few reviews like that, that specifically mentioned the live shows. Like, I don't know that I would do this to like every person that I sold stuff to in previous live shows, but if people are taking the time to leave that nice message, then maybe on a day where I'm having a live show, I could go back through, spend like 30 minutes looking through my reviews and then just sending them like a little message in their bundle being like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be live again tonight at seven if you're able to stop by or something like that. Just kind of personally invite them. I think that could be a good idea. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the same idea as like when you're having a like a normal sale in your closet, like right. people that have bought from you before and like really liked items are like amazing candidates to buy. That's what I want coming stuff. to the next show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. Another thing we've learned over the last few months with live selling is, you know, when we first started live selling, we had someone else in the room with us that wasn't on camera but they were our like guy in the chair like kind of support team helping with the music maybe helping with the chat dj admin <laughs> yeah just kind of to bop ideas off each other and it, i mean obviously it's amazing to have someone else in the room if if you have someone available and willing to but the more we dabble with the live selling the less you kind of need that person there I think maybe the first time you go to do a live show it would be nice to have someone there just for moral support but once you get the hang of it you really you really can just talk to yourself <laughs> and yeah. keep things moving along you know once you kind of get your system down so that's just something to keep in mind that we've maybe changed our perspective on over the last few months, especially if you have your items numbered in your show and then you have them numbered like on the hangers, it's, it's pretty easy to keep things organized during the show. So you don't need a second hand helping you out. Yeah. Once you get a little practice with it, just like anything else, you just get more and more comfortable, I think. Yeah. Okay. Another tip we have is, to try to think of some like natural and like genuine open-ended questions to ask during your live show to kind of have in your back pocket to try to get people more engaged and you know chatting with you that can also help too when you don't have that man in the room assistant mm, helping you yes to have some people to talk to one question that has been 
working for me during my shows is just like asking like, oh, like, where's everyone watching from? First of all, it is really fun to see like where everyone is watching from. Like it's all different states and it is just kind of cool. It kind of reminds me of those maps that we made where we would color in the states we sold to. Just kind of seeing like, I'm from New Hampshire, I'm from Virginia. Um, And it really does help get a conversation started and give you as the person in front of the camera like some talking points to be like, oh, like I took a trip there a while ago. I like loved it. Or like, oh, I have family there. Like what part? Or you know what I mean? It just gives a starting point for a conversation, which is cool. And we're trying to think of like other open-ended questions you could ask that would give a similar, I don't know, just really like open up the door to conversation and get get people talking in there. Because especially now that the chat has changed where it's like not um, showing like every time that someone like joins or leaves the shows like it used to on Poshmark. It's like when it's a quiet chat, sometimes it can just feel like you could hear a pin drop in there. No one's talking. <laughs> so yeah. it's hard yeah. to be the first person to like write in the chat. You know what I mean? So like if true if people are already talking about like where they live and then you have like, oh, I'd love to see number four. Like it's less like, I don't know. It just yeah. Feels like the door is open. The chat is open. Like, where sometimes it feels like the chat is closed like don't <laughs> because nobody has said anything right <laughs> yeah even sometimes like this isn't even an open-ended question but like sometimes not I, I'm doing the show by myself like I don't have an assistant here in the room with me but like even when Maddie's been able to pop onto my, one of my shows for like five minutes or vice versa yet her show at least then she's in there to be like hey everyone like what's up you know like get someone in the chat talking they're always going to be that first person to feel comfortable to talk. So Yeah. I feel like another one, like, you know, kind of open-ended thing you could say is, like, if you were having, like, an evening show of, like, oh, like, after this, I'm going to make spaghetti dinner. for dinner. Like, what are you guys having for dinner? Or, like, if there was, like, a new Netflix show that everybody's talking about, you could, like... So true. Say something about that. Or if it was, like some like the super bowl or i don't know <laughs> something yeah like you can be genuine up, like things that you're really interested in but like kind of light <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I won't try to get any debates going on your live show but maybe that's your thing what do i know um or even okay i think we talked about this on the podcast but katie's threads um she was doing those trivial pursuit questions in between her show like something like that just to get the chat talking i think is is a a positive thing definitely or even remember when winter storm elliot was going on that kind of ties into the where's everyone watching from question but everyone was like we've got 14 inches of snow here we did this like it really got people giving their updates yeah definitely another thing we've learned as well is it is like totally fine to roll over inventory from that didn't sell in your last show into your next show like hopefully all of our tactics that you know we're gonna try out to bring back the same people to the next show just work amazingly but a lot of times these the the people in your current show have like never seen you before they don't know anything about you or your items so they're a whole new audience to these items so there's no pressure to if you have a show on Tuesday night and you have 10 things that didn't sell and you want to have a show on Wednesday, like those 10 things from Tuesday are an amazing starting point for your Wednesday show. 
it also saves so much time with the prep because then you can just you can fill in the hangers that did sell with the new items so then they fill out the whole Wednesday show kind yeah, of we... like prepping a show like once you've done it once like way less involved you know what I mean because you're unless your show sold out you have like a starting bones of a show that you can yeah use. and it's amazing like sometimes an item will sit in like th- like even sometimes like three or four of my shows and like no one's even requesting it and then one night like I showed this jacket and then suddenly that's the one item that got super bit up that show so you just never know when yeah the right buyer for each item is going to come along definitely all right we've talked about this one before but it's still a tip to keep in mind when you are hosting a live show what do you do when things are not selling and you're running items and then no one's buying them it's a little uncomfortable as the seller and can feel a little defeating what do you do (laughs) we both try to take on the approach of just really like keeping it moving like keep her moving just be like awesome and then move on to the next item or go into your spiel about the bundling, um, the or bundling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another kind of open-ended question to get some requests going. This kind of ties into the other tip we talked about too. Is being like, oh, like what sizes are you guys looking for tonight? Because then maybe that can kind of give you a starting point of like which of your items that are in the show to like mm. start running. That happened to me just by fluke. Someone was just like, do you have any size mediums? And I was like, what do I have that's a size medium? <laughs> and yeah. just kind of go from there just to give you kind of a starting point of knowing what people are looking for within the show. But going back to like what to say when things are not selling, which definitely happens, definitely happens a lot during the live shows for, for me. I almost act like it did sell, even though it didn't. (laughs) Yeah. And just kind of being on to the next of like, Oh, like I'm excited. I'm just kind of going through your closet either in order if no one's requesting things or if there's certain items you want to show that you're most excited about you could show those as well but but yeah to go along with that um it's totally fine to like bail out on a show early like if if you're not feeling it and the the crowd isn't there like it's okay totally fine to just be like all right so if there's like, let me know if you have any last minute requests. Otherwise, I'm going to take off in a few minutes here and then just kind of wrap up your show. And either if you want to keep doing live selling that night, like start another show in an hour and just kind of see if maybe that helps things or just, you know, have a show the next night or whenever your next oh. show might be. That That's kind of a, a tip within a tip I just thought of when you were saying that. Another tip would be, like always announce when there's like 10 minutes left of when you need to go. Cause I feel like it does add a little sense of urgency for if anyone's been kind of a silent watcher in the show, but maybe they do have their eye on something and they've been waiting for you to just like pull it up to be like, Hey, I'm going to have to head out in like 10 minutes. Like if you have any last minute requests, I have time for a few more items just to put that pressure on them to get the request going in. Definitely. I think it's good too, to have a plan. Like, in your mind up front of how long you want to be live for. So just so you can like plan out your own (laughs) time. If you want to be live for like 30 minutes or something, just kind of keeping an eye on the clock and then, yeah, just communicating that when you do need to go. Cause it does take some time. I mean, after the show, there is a little bit 
of just kind of like organizing things, even just, I don't know. I do my shows in my bedroom. And then when something sells, I throw it onto the bed. So it's <laughs> That's like, what I was going to say. I'm like, I always have a pile of all the solds going. Yeah. there's always I like start hanging them of... up, but then I don't finish hanging them up. Yeah. So that's just something to keep in mind too, that like, if you're going to go live for 30 minutes, like there is a little bit of cleanup time afterwards to just kind of get things organized again, not even involving the shipping at all. So just something to keep in mind if you're doing a weeknight show. Yeah. Yes. And like for us, we, we both do want to like continue doing live shows and I feel like it helps us keep it just sustainable for us to keep our shows more on the shorter end of things. Like I think both of us like definitely like an hour or less show. Yeah. Um, just because it makes us still wanting to come back for more. I feel like if we did like a three, four hour show, we would both be so zapped by live selling. Um, and probably like not want to do a show again for a while. Cause we'd always have it in our mind. Like it's this big production where lately I've just been doing like 45 minute pop-up shows and it keeps it like oh I have the energy for 45 minutes like that's not bad you know what yeah. I mean it takes the pressure off for sure totally awesome so those are our live selling updates I mean personally I'm so inspired <laughs> she's ready for a live, live show this week. week yes it's definitely you know I'm excited to get one under my belt to just get back in the swing of things so I will definitely update next week on how it goes and implement some of these tips I haven't been able to try yet, but I've seen you, you, you doing your shows. Awesome. We also posted on our story asking for some questions regarding live selling. We've gotten a few in our DMs over the last few weeks. So we put up a question box so people could put their questions there. But since we're running a little long, we'll probably do a part two. Um, yes. like a Q&A style live show episode. And if you have any questions for that after listening to this episode, feel free to send us a DM or send us an email to sistersuposh at gmail.com to get us those questions. Awesome. Also, if you liked today's episode, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It completely makes our day. We love words of affirmation, so... We'd really it is our that. love language. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And as always, if you have other questions, concerns, comments, listener wins, anything you want to tell us about, our DMs are always open on Instagram at sisters who posh. And then our emails again, sisters who posh at gmail.com. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Tay. Love you too. Bye. Bye.